Galnet News Digest, May the 4th, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, commanders vote for federal police state. Thargoids will return, says Aegis. Sirius cracks form in Kumo expansion. Countdown to conflict. Galaxy simulator in Burgundy bloodbath. twice as many contributors and more than six times as many contributions, President Hudson's campaign to monitor even more of the private communications of federal citizens and corporations has caught the imagination and earned the backing of commanders far more effectively than Shadow President Winter's parallel campaign for a new hope and increased protection against state surveillance. Support for the clampdown on civil liberties was so great that Hudson extended his target to nearly ten times the original plan and still managed to achieve this hugely ambitious revised goal. This outcome means that Hudson and Vice President Archer will have almost completely free range to intercept messages and filter out content of interest to the Federal Intelligence Agency. The stated intention is to give federal citizens security from potential terrorist attacks. But the cost in terms of speculative arrests has already been high, with thousands, including a number of university students studying politics, detained under the provisions of the Domestic Counterterrorism Act. The impact for Shadow President Winters is likely to be significant with dramatically lower stability in the systems she controls, while President Hudson expects an increase in federal security, particularly in the systems he controls. Whether this increased level of security will actually prevent further attacks on starports, and whether the concomitant reduction in civil liberties will be a price worth paying, remains to be seen. The Pilots' Federation has remained silent on whether the engineered kill warrants scanner on offer to those who have assisted President Hudson in his data-gathering effort might be considered a bribe. However, they have confirmed that the engineered ECM that Shadow President Winters offered as a reward for commanders who helped her is considered to be of too little value to have had any influence on the outcome. However, the credit earnings are a different matter. The rewards handed out to contributors to this federal political infighting about appropriate security levels, quite apart from the engineered modules, is considered by some commentators to be excessive. With the top 10 contributors to the failed winter civil rights effort, earning 2 billion credits each, and the top contributors to the Hudson security clampdown, earning 4 times that amount, the total amount handed out to lucky commanders, many of whom did nothing but sell the data they already had in their inventories, totaled 8,778 billion, 519 million, 928,000 credits. Nearly 8.8 thousand billion credits is easily enough to destabilise the economy of the entire Federation. Resignations in the Federal Treasury are expected. Aegis Research has started work analysing the vast heap of Guardian technology that's occupying much of the Alexandria megaship in Delphi. 
Following funding cuts over the past two years, the Tri-Superpower Agency is a shadow of its former glory and urgently needs renewed funding. It's a chicken-and-egg situation. Without funding, it can't do research, and without new discoveries, it may be hard to justify being funded. The recent appeal for Guardian Technology to research may help to untie this Gordian knot. Professor Alba Tezro warns against complacency. Thargoids are still present in small numbers in the Colsack and California nebulas, and unlike the superpowers, who seem to have almost forgotten about what they see as only a phantom menace, Aegis remains convinced that the current reduction in Thargoid activity will come to an end, quite possibly, sooner than we think. And when that Thargoid force awakens, humanity had better be ready, ideally with new Guardian-inspired weapons that make it easy to solo a basilisk. Sirius Corporation efforts to assist the ambitious Kumo crew expansion into five new Orbis starports seems to have descended into bickering over who should be in control of these new stations. And even the new starport in the Pegasi sector is contested, with the faction that helped gather materials for the expansion, the Razor Whips, attempting to wrest control from the Kumo Council. In the California Nebula, Sirius Mining is bidding for control of California Freeport, with Sirius Atmospherics taking a back seat. Near Sothis, it's a similar story, with Sirius Industrial working to undermine the Council. There appears to be a significant risk that Sirius Atmospherics may attempt to take over Fort Zenok in the Colsac Nebula. While in the Colonia region, the return of Jacques seems to be the biggest threat, with Sirius Industrial taking a back seat for now. For the moment, save any revenge attacks of the Sirius. The situation is fast moving, but there appears to be a real risk that the Kumo Council could lose control of some or all of the starports that King Archon Delane had hoped would propel him into the Galactic Big League. That King Archon Delane had hoped would allow him to strike back and propel him into the Galactic Big League. The Sirius Corporation has not yet commented on why it appears to be attempting to win assets from its supposed ally. Pressure is growing on the affiliated counter-terrorism unit to declare for or against Hadrian Duval. Accused by the captured terrorist collaborator, the Landgrave of Madrid, of masterminding the NMLA attacks, the Imperator and his Nova Imperian faction face potential attack from both Imperial and Federal forces, eager for retribution for the starboard attacks and, in the case of the Empire, for the targeted assassinations of a number of prominent members of the Duval dynasty. Someone high up in the Imperial hierarchy helped to spring NMLA operative Theta-7 from the Serene Harbour detention facility in January. Whether Imperator Hadrian Duval is the rogue one remains undetermined. He strenuously denies the allegations, but without clarification from ACT, it seems likely that the Imperial and Federal Forces' patients will run out, and that there will be a war in the Paresa system before the week is out. with the Pilots' Federation Galaxy Simulator coming to an end. And with only two weeks before Odyssey walking around on planets permits are available to commanders with both the PC flight control system and the credits to buy the permit, 
commanders have been refining their techniques for blowing up ships, SRVs and commanders in the simulator. Destroying ships by punching them is a known and effective technique, but landing on planets is also a good way to lose a ship, and attempts to get into space either by standing on a ship or riding an SRV on top of a ship have resulted in very few successes and rather a lot of deaths. Commander Ascorbius has been trialling the stairway to heaven technique, consisting of jumping from the top of one stationary ship to another, a sort of rising skywalking thing, with the first ship then moving higher before you jump back but it's going to take a while to get into orbit using that method. Death by touching a slightly moving SRV is also an exciting and efficient way to die in the galaxy simulator. In essence, touching anything at all with anything at all is a risk. Even making an insurance claim is risky. If you head over to the shipyard after your ship was destroyed and try and make an insurance claim, you get instantly killed by the desk clerk and sent to the rebuy screen and move to another instance so you can't see your friends anymore. As the galaxy simulator winds down, commanders are making their final scans using the manual version of the biological Dyson scanner before it gets converted to a fully automatic model. And commanders who possess bright coloured paint jobs are wondering if the dull colours of the galaxy simulator will be applied to the real galaxy and whether they can chase the painter away when it comes to repaint their orange bits burgundy. The galaxy might seem little less vibrant with the attack of moans as we wait for the access to those Odyssey permits. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> California Freeport. It's in the Milky Way. <laughs> 